Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today we have a global brand president on the show, John Chi. How are you, John? Hey, Bear, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So I have had the blessing of know, knowing John for quite a long time. We're not, we're, 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 we're not spring chickens here, but I think John and I first met when he was running um, the Kellogg business at Leo Burnett back in London, I think. And uh, we've known each other, and, and now he is the global brand president for Starcom Worldwide. He's also a member of Publicis Media Global Leadership Team, uh, basically a major player in the media space. And so I'm excited to, to talk to, to John about what he's working on at Starcom, uh, which is really one of the most storied media companies. And, uh, but before we get into that, let's, let's go through your background a bit. Tell us a little bit, little bit about yourself and your career today. Ben, ben you, you mentioned uh, the start of that career. I started at Leo Burnett back in 1990. Uh, my first day on the job was working on Kellogg's, and believe it or not, 30-something years later, I'm still on or in that business in a very significant way. So you cut me open. I started as a client guy, and I still see myself as that client guy 30 years later. And as part of that ride, I started on the creative side, started in Chicago, where our headquarters had the good fortune of working in Mexico as part of Latin America. And then when we met in London, doing a European job. And, you know, I did that for about 20 years and then jumped over to the media side of the business back in 2011. Mm -hmm. And that has been a tremendous ride since then. Uh, having worked at SMG as part of their global operations. And then as we formed Publicis Media, helping to form that, ultimately helping them drive the Starcom brand globally, and, and all the while been in the mix of what we see as the most exciting time to be in this business. And I, I find it uh, that journey to be uh, ever-changing, and that's why I continue to love what I do and uh, happy to share some of the thoughts. Yeah, no, I'm excited to go through that. I mean, uh, honestly, John, uh, if if I if I had to, to tell you everything I learned from you over the years, it just would be a, a long kind of like uh, uh, a long show just on that. But uh, in terms of how to manage a client, how to work with a client, how to treat a client, how to see a client, uh, you uh, truly are, I think, the best in the business. And so I'm excited to see how that has been translated over to the work that you're doing at Starcom now. I mean, the media industry of what we what we knew even a decade ago to what it is today is dramatically different. And so what what is Starcom today and, and, and what are you guys working on? Good question. You know, I say I jumped into media, but it was anything but media band. Uh, you know, just let's just go through the numbers in the last 10 years. You know, when I started uh, 10 years ago, just 10 years ago, 20 uh, percent of the dollars were going to digital. 80% were still going through traditional pipes. That digital was the emerging, what is now social search. 
Uh, obviously, we've seen the advancement of what mobile brought to that. But let's just rewind only five years ago. That was still at about 40% digital. We saw the shifts. We saw the emergence, Facebook, Instagram, everything else that grew up behind that. Google, obviously. But let's fast forward to only two years ago. And that 20% of the business that was 10 years ago is now 20% is made up by data and what we're doing in the world of data. And then on the other side of that is commerce. So again, massive shifts in the way consumer technology is coming together. And the good fortune is that media has been in the middle of all that, whether it's investing those dollars, working the partnership angles, helping our clients put together that consumer experience across all the channels. And then in this world, being able to measure and in the agile way, I'll adapt to that. So it's anything but media, but I, I do think for me, and, and certainly within the publicist group, how we're bringing those pieces together, media has played that strategic growth driver for much of our clients' business. So while I still see myself as a client guy, the great thing about being involved in the media side is you could bring together so many different ways to create and transform that, that brand consumer relationship. How are clients seeing that relationship now? I mean, obviously you have been uh, really almost the guardian of that Kellogg relationship for, for your whole career. And uh, certainly Kellogg is uh, one of the companies that's evolved tremendously over, over the years. How do you see uh, what they do themselves in-house versus outside? How do they work with you guys? How has that evolved? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I, I think across all the categories, people are trying to adjust and, and, and stay at the same pace as fast as the consumer and technology is changing. In the world of CPG and certainly with Kellogg, we see some of those shifts, some fundamental shifts. And the first one is, you know, getting a hold of your customer. And that's a data journey everyone's on. It's been pronounced given cookies are going away and the emergence of identity as being that valuable source of truth to put together growth audiences. Uh, but more importantly, to be able to activate and, and get the return that they're looking for. So uh, the data part of that and the audience strategy behind that is certainly critical. The amount of insight that we're able to gain now uh, from the depth and the fidelity of that data to the persistence of that really helps us bring together, certainly in the CPG world, all the different investments that are happening in order to drive that outcome. So uh, whether it's a shopper dollar, a promotion dollar, a media dollar, a brand dollar, and even now a retail or commerce dollar, that convergence continues to happen. And I think the challenge there is how do you coordinate all those moving parts and partners uh, in a very efficient way to get that and show that that return on that investment. And so that's been a great opportunity for us to work with Kellogg to do that at the publicist group. And certainly as we see the roles emerging for people like myself, it's not just the media business or the creative business. It's really how do you start to advise and pull together the data side of that the commerce side of that, and certainly the technology side of that, whether it's for global reporting or whether it's helping to build a direct-to-consumer site in a matter of months, which which happened quite a bit if we look over the past 12 to 18 months with COVID. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, bringing all of those elements together, and I think it kind of actually comes back nicely to a question about 
uh, your, your title, global brand president. So, you know, in a world where companies like yours are at the end of the day, kind of playing a critical integration role in terms of identity and data and um, media integration, kind of the classic integrated marketing planning perspective, many of which actually of those ideas originated at Starcom over the years. You know, how do you integrate with other brands and how does the, how does the, how does the client see brands these days, the agency brands these days? It's a good, good question, uh, Ben. I, I think first and foremost, there's no one answer that fits any clients. They're, they're all different. I think at the heart of where we're focused is they all have the same challenge, which is engaging the consumer and unlocking growth. So for certain clients in certain markets, uh, that's going to mean one thing and to others, something different. And so it's really trying to, as always, just understand that client's business, understanding how as a, a trusted partner, uh, where you can make impact and, and how you can make it. And then in today's environment, you know, title aside, we're all influencing. And I think, you know, certainly at the Publicist Group, as we bring together, again, all these moving parts and partnerships, it is about uh, being able to do that uh, in a smart way, in an efficient way, with less friction and less silos. Uh, but it's really to be able to influence both internally and externally how to bring about the right change, the right pace of change, get the right talent that's needed, and, and continue just to stay focused on how do we best unlock that growth for the client. So if you're focused on those fundamentals, you at least have a chance. Um, the rest is just you know, setting the direction, getting the alignment, motivating the people. Uh, and, and I've been very fortunate, as, as you know, Bant, to work with folks such as yourself uh, back in the day. But, you know, winning teams and building winning teams is uh, the greatest satisfaction, I think, is. is yeah, I no, you've always been superb at, at, at building amazing teams. And um, I, I think back, it's so funny. Uh, one of the projects that I know that I, I worked on for you was to help Kellogg's build some of their first brand websites. And, you know, it's so funny back in the 90s that, uh, you know, packaged goods brands were just so keen to, to do something to engage with audiences online and uh, hadn't really thought about how it applied from a business perspective. You know, it's almost like pre-e-commerce and all of those types of things. Yeah. I think the big discussions were always like, let's how do, how do we build kids games and things like that? Right. Engagement models. Right. No doubt about it. Yeah. But that's really obviously evolved. And I mean, I, I think it, it really kind of leads perfectly into the next question. So, you know, during the last year, as as your clients have have gone through the transition of operating as uh, COVID or pandemic businesses, how, how how have they shifted? How have you guys been able to to manage that shift and and then obviously we'll look at kind of where things are going, but I'd just be curious kind of how that shift happened and, and um, you know, what were, the, what were the, the learnings there? You know, ironically, you and I go back to the, the dot-com craze and bust, right? Uh, back in, in, in the UK and Europe, uh, we, we were a part of that tremendous ride. And then ultimately uh, the fallout in that bubble crash. So a lot of it was learning from the past. And the biggest thing is don't waste a crisis, right? And so what we did purposely, I think there were three phases. One was the adjustment phase. You know, so many of our clients 
had to react and in the moment make uh, critical decisions about what they were going to do. So we, we tried to fact-base that and really provide good counsel. But at the same time, we had a shift out of media. We had to pull campaigns. And then it became, uh, how do you really start to see the shifts in the consumer behavior for each category? And how do you get out in front of that? And it became a game of agility. And what was really great, if you look back across many of our clients, many different markets, we started to create something called the five and five band, which things were moving so quickly. We wanted to bring five ideas, five initiatives in five minutes and with greater access to senior marketing people, who's now time and attention. You know, the agency was right there at the table counseling and driving that. And so it was, um, it was a great opportunity. And what we try to do is with data informing some of these changes, whether it's the, um, the, the fragrance category, the cereal category, the auto category, electronics category, uh, if, if this is happening, what can we do? And then that brought us into the agile production models, the way that we're going to create content, distribute it, bring in partners. And that became a tremendous opportunity as we went through COVID. And, and lastly, I think the third phase was recognizing that things weren't going to go back to the way they were. And it became making sure that we put in place the structures, the talent that were going to help lead us into something more dynamic moving forward. So, and that's where we're focused on now. You know, we're, we're still, uh, the expectations from a client have gone up, you know, they're still getting yeah i mean i i i was reading uh an article in media post yesterday i think by uh joe mandizi where he was uh highlighting the statistics for the uptick in spend the, the predictions certainly for the u.s this year are way way up on the media side and um i mean I, I I I assume that's good for Starcom, <laughs> but but I also imagine that it's quite an exciting time for all for clients as they really gear things up again. Yeah, so you know one thing for sure, commerce uh, over acceleration in that area. So uh, how do you make that part of that consumer experience and journey? As we mentioned before, the shift in data, you know, with walled gardens, with retailers taking ownership of that. Uh, how do we provide a perspective for our clients that augments that or is separate from that, but gives the clients that that ownership of their customers and, and the smart segmentation that's needed to do that? So if you look at it, <clears throat> that requires different talent, different capabilities. And that's why you're seeing a continued shift into uh, the group models where or the global client lead or the group client lead. Is, is really the catalyst for being able to go into the organization, extract what's needed on a permanent or a temporary basis uh, to really prioritize where those growth opportunities are for clients. And in that sense, I think uh, the Pupus Group has done a fantastic job. I think Starcom, based on what we're hearing from our clients and the way that we've grown, we're taking advantage of that, but we're just getting started. And I think you're going to continue to see that. I think in the future, Bant, we're going to be wrestling with inflationary times again. So, you know, how do you how do you get your business ready to tackle that? Look what yeah, when we had a inflation. Nobody can remember last time we had an inflationary period. And yeah, I, I I had that conversation over the dinner table the other night uh, 
with my with my parents and uh you know it was my mother's 79th birthday and uh they were talking about the you know the inflation back in the 70s so it was uh it's it's not something many people remember i think everyone just assumes this is all going to just go 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 forever <laughs> so it's it hopefully it does but uh, i imagine the inflation is coming yeah, and so you know it's a different environment uh, than the last time and so how how brands are going to manage that the value that's on the table the way competitions come sideways you know there's always uh, there's always a challenge around the corner, so that's why that's why it's exciting to be in this business. Um, you're, you're so one question I have for you, and it's it's something that I'm noticing a lot of companies are starting to make announcements about. Some of your competitors have uh, made some announcements where it seems like they're almost being a little like uh, draconian, uh, kind of almost demanding their their employees back to the office and. I'd just be curious how you guys are thinking about the whole operating structure going forward. Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, everyone's concerned about mental well-being and health and safety. So that certainly factors into how and timing. Fundamentally, I think we're a relationship business, both internally and externally. Ideas and connectivity matters to our sector. So from a publicist, from a Starcam standpoint, you know, we want to have people back together again, uh, but at the right time and at the right pace, and it'll certainly depend on the market. But, you know, that's, uh, we've done very well in this virtual environment, but, you know, it's been difficult and, and it, it's worn out quite a few people. Uh, I, I have a lot of empathy for the people who have started their careers and never met their boss physically. So these are things that we're going to come back to and the work environment's going to be forever changed. So we don't know. We can assume a lot of things, but it's going to be, you know, I think that's where leadership and team and culture really takes over to, uh, to, to really bring that energy back into the system. And, and we can't assume anything because I think for the, the next five years, consumer behavior, our, our attitudes, and they're, they're just going to be different. And we're going to need some consistency in how we bring about that change. And some and some really thoughtful approaches to that. So that's that's what we're lining up for. Yeah. So so I mean, on a on a personal level, I just it's a it. This has been a quite a challenging year. I hope uh, all of uh, the Sheehy's are 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 well. Um, it's been obviously complicated for a lot of folks. But just be curious how, as a leader, you've been maintaining uh, your sanity <laughs> through the whole process. <laughs> Uh, work and work out, you know, um, uh, the Shihi family is doing very well. Thank you, Dan. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, I, I think it's always uh, the, the balance. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate to work across our markets with some incredible leaders. And, you know, I've been fortunate to be part of yoga classes, training classes, teaching kids. You know, we've done it all, all across all the markets. So it's fun to see if you're fortunate enough to have a strong culture, how that culture just adapts to whatever environment that's needed. But importantly, it's a time where connectivity matters. And so, you know, what we're doing, what I'm doing, certainly with our, our market leads, our client leads capabilities, is just trying to connect on a regular cadence, put things on the table, share ideas, share energy. And, you know, that's that's been kind of the recipe for certainly Starcom, which operates uh, globally and, and tries to do so in a very consistent, connected, and collaborative way. You know, redundancy 
many times as leadership band, helping people understand what's going on outside their own market. Uh, you know, it doesn't seem like it's uh, it's rocket science to do that, but it, it really energizes people. And that's been a, a trick to, to to maintaining our strength, I think, throughout this. Yeah, no, and I, I think that you're obviously outlining some of the great things that uh, I think obviously you guys are going to lead on and, and take charge. I think so, sometimes people forget uh, or probably don't even know the full history of a company like Starcom where... You know, it was really the the first the first media independent here in the, the U.S. Uh, of scale for sure, and reinvented that whole media relationship, that media model. Uh, essentially, reinvented planning, media planning, uh, to as as we know it. And now it sounds like it's reinventing it, it, it once again. But when you think about uh, what the next couple of years looks like, what are the key things that you guys are focusing on? Talent, you know, talent one, talent two, talent three, three priorities. Uh, that's that's a big, that, that's everything, you know, focusing on our clients, focusing on integration, that's it. But, you know, we, it's, we're seeing it right now. Uh, there, there's a talent shortage. So what are the ways that we're helping to identify, recruit, train, bring in and onboard in a very quick way? Uh, that talent. How are we making sure that their their careers are being managed? Uh, as you know, uh, the importance of building uh, a diverse team with the right perspective in a holistic way. So that that's where the that's where the focus is. We spend a lot of time thinking about how do we develop that talent. I think the other challenge, Bant, relevant to our conversation we're having now, is that talent not just plays in a brand, but also plays in a group or on a client, and that career management is so different today than it was only three, four years ago. So how do we as leaders who put on a snark on that one day um, have that agility to put on another hat tomorrow or, or cross-train other people in different areas or get trained by people in different areas? So uh, we've done some, some really innovative things. The, the U.S. just completed, I think, two boot camps where we've brought in uh, 100 people, 50 each, uh, trained them up in specific skill sets, onboarded them, brought them into the business, and, and we're still looking for that kind of talent. So, you know, we're, we're leveraging everything we can. We have more that's uh, part of an extension of team that's coming out of India, out of Colombia. So who would have thought five years ago uh, that would be how we're going to operate in this virtual world? But that's that's a reality, and it's certainly t- turning out to be a huge advantage. Uh, yeah, I mean, bringing that whole global team together and focusing and bringing the talent um, that you have in those markets to bear on global issues and global problems is is great. It's actually a huge advantage of, of, of an organization that has the scale of a Starcom and, and the coordination of a Starcom. So that's great. Well, listen, John, thank you so much for coming on Uncaged today. Uh, we've been talking to John Sheehy. He is the global brand president for Starcom Worldwide. He's also a member of the Publicist Media Global Leadership Team. Uh, I've known John, as I said up front, uh, since his uh, Leo Burnett days. Uh, but clearly, uh, John has been on the forefront of almost every major media and marketing trend with his clients. Uh, working through the early days of online to e-commerce to now 
uh, everything that we're facing uh, as we head into this post-pandemic era. John, thank you so much for, for joining us on Uncaged today. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, uh, where should they find you? Uh, John.SheeStarcomWW.com. So LinkedIn, Bant. And Bant, uh, thank you. I, I've, uh, I've enjoyed all the different uh, programs, the energy, the, the cross-section of talent that you bring into this show. And uh, I've known you, and you are always a pioneer in terms of what's next. So uh, thanks for the inspiration. And uh, hopefully we pay it back a little bit uh, and pay it forward. So take care, bud. Absolutely, John. Thanks so much for being on. Ciao.